Hello and welcome to Dolph's Parlor, the podcast that gets you hard, or wet, or whatever anatomical reaction may ensue from you being deeply, tantalizingly, sensually aroused. I'm your host, Dolph Metzen. Today's story is actually written by me based on my college roommate and his first encounter with a woman in our apartment. All of the dialogue and such is imagined, of course, but I did my best to accurately illustrate his very quirky personality and his relationship with Amber. By the way, yes, the names have been changed to protect the privacy of the individuals involved in the story. I hope you enjoy it. Now... Without further ado, grab the lube, a towel, and get stroking, because the show is about to begin. It was 10 o'clock in the morning when I finally dragged myself out of bed for the first day of community college. Luckily, I had the foresight to not schedule any classes before noon. Four years of snoozing the alarm clock at dawn in high school convinced me that I had no business being conscious in the early hours of the morning. I entered the kitchen of my small apartment wearing only a pair of pajama bottoms and groggily started a kettle of water boiling. I suppose it was uncommon for someone my age to start their day with a cup of strong black tea, but such was my ritual. Looking back... I now see that I was peculiar in a number of ways that weren't really apparent to me at the time. Unlike my peers, I preferred literature to video games. I rarely wore jeans or a t-shirt, opting instead for a pair of slacks and a cardigan or sweater with a button-down shirt underneath. Certainly, I had some hang-ups, which made my living arrangements with my roommate Todd challenging for the both of us. I hated any sort of disorder, for example and often found myself rearranging the spice drawer or medicine cabinet after Todd had gone rummaging through them like a blind ape. These behaviors prompted him to frequently suggest, infuriatingly, that I had a touch of the tism. In retrospect, yeah, he was probably right. Tea in hand, turning about face from the kitchen counter, I brought the teacup to my lips and stepped out towards the adjoining living room. Just as I was about to take a sip, I noticed two bare feet dangling from the side of the leather couch. I stared, mesmerized by the cheerful wiggling and wagging of the little pink toes, which seemed to be offering me a greeting. I could just make out that the toenails were painted a charming, bright red hue. I cleared my throat. Um, hi? Frighteningly enough, stirring beneath the shroud of my blanket, on my own couch, no less, was the form of a buxom young woman. She had shoulder-length hair, which I would describe as chestnut in color. It struck me as too stunning to be described with a word as common as brown or brunette. 
Her hair had a silky quality and was surprisingly tidy, considering it was attached to a woman who had just spent the entire night on a sofa. Hi, she squeaked in response, pulling the blanket down only far enough to reveal her eyes, nose, and wide cheekbones. Her eyes were squinting, indicating that she was either smiling broadly beneath the sheet or glaring menacingly with intent to kill. I'm sorry to wake you so abruptly, I started, suddenly becoming aware of her eyes, scanning below my neckline and down to my bare chest. Ah, right, I continued, speaking at a rather hurried and nervous tempo, and uh, quite sorry for my, um, lack of clothing. I wasn't expecting company. May I offer you a cup of tea? Also, if you don't mind my asking, who are you precisely? She giggled, the bottom half of her face still concealed beneath the blanket. Despite myself, I continued rambling anxiously, hardly providing the poor girl any opportunity to speak. Ah, no, that came out sounding very rude, didn't it? I'm delighted to have you on my sofa this morning. My name's Jackson, by the way. At long last, she uncovered her face completely. Her smile was dazzling white, and her lips lusciously full. Thank you. I'd love a cup of tea. Her voice was cheerful, with a sprinkling of bashfulness. I'm Amber. Perhaps it was the shock of discovering a gorgeous woman in my living room, or perhaps it was truly some fairy tale love taking root in my heart. But I found myself utterly transfixed in that moment unable to cause my shaky legs to generate the locomotion necessary to return my earthly body to the kitchen. My predicament escalated as she removed the blanket altogether, revealing her sleeping attire, or lack thereof. Time seemed to slow as she gently removed the blanket. My eyes were glued to the motion of the sheet as the soft fibers gently caressed her smooth, tanned skin uncovering a perky set of breasts. Her bosom was hardly contained by her tight-fitted undershirt, which ended just above her belly button. She tossed the blanket uncaringly in a heap on the floor, and I felt a familiar stirring in my pajama bottoms. Somehow, I found myself able to disregard the overwhelming urge to fold the blanket and return it to its proper place in the closet. Cleanliness is something of a psychosis for me, incidentally. Please, if you don't mind, uh, it will collect hairs from the floor, you understand. Her curvy hips and tight muscular thighs were on full display before me as she swiveled about on the sofa. She brought her knees together, hiding her small cotton panties, and lazily tossed the blanket back onto the couch. Is that for me? she asked gesturing towards my very sizable erection. My face flushed, and I miserably failed to cover the extremely prominent tent in my pants. Tea! Right away! I exclaimed as my legs suddenly sprang into action, whisking me away towards the kitchen. I continued to ramble, hollering over my shoulder as I shakily poured the piping hot water into a second cup. Very sorry about that. 
anatomical malfunctions or these um, non-deliberate bodily expressions are unfortunately a persistent concern for me. My mother insists that it's all perfectly healthy and natural, but I must confess that it vexes me greatly. Oh boy, you should have seen me in middle school, always clutching a textbook over my... I turned, tea in hand, and nearly fumbled it to the ground as I stopped myself from crashing into Amber, who had evidently teleported into the kitchen. She placed a finger over my lips to quiet me, and said, From what I could see, you really don't have anything to be ashamed of. I'm flattered that you would have a reaction like that from just looking at me. We both sat at the table and proceeded to sip our tea each trading awkward smiles and pretending to be fascinated with the furnishings around us. It did occur to me to ask Amber once again who she was and what exactly she was doing in my apartment, but being that I had already asked once and she declined to answer, I thought best to leave it. Besides, I was already beginning to consider her company a vast improvement to that of my roommate Todd. She certainly smelled nicer than Todd, Yes, she smelled too nice to be some wandering vagrant, stealing naps from the sofas of her unsuspecting victims. Quite suddenly, I was recalled from my internal musings by the sound of a loud thud banging against the kitchen table. It immediately became clear that the noise was caused by Amber, who was amusing herself by pulling the erection in my pants toward my stomach and then watching it spring back swiftly and weightily against the wooden surface. I was hardly aware that my penis was still erect after all these minutes. I had some concerns that my bodily autonomy was being violated through her liberal use of my donkey stick as a percussion instrument. Though, as she had mentioned earlier, this erection was for her, caused by her at any rate, She did therefore have proprietary rights to it, I think, in some legal sense. Amber grinned in an expression of awe and disbelief. How much does it weigh? It seems so heavy. She traced her palm along my shaft, trying to get a rough estimate of its dimensions. Eleven inches, obscene, I know. As for the weight, I really can't say. The ancient Greeks viewed large penises as a hallmark of barbarism and a lack of sophistication. Thud, thud, thud. They were depicted in plays as belonging to satyrs, outcasts, freaks, and other unsavory sorts. I quite understand that sentiment. This circus attraction elicited a fair bit of uncomfortable attention from the boys in the locker room, if you can imagine. They called me Jack the Ripper, on account of my name being Jackson, and... I trailed off, hearing the shuffling of feet approaching from down the hall. The distinct odor of marijuana preceded Todd's arrival to the kitchen. He was followed by a red-eyed young woman with blonde hair tied in a bun. She wore baby blue booty shorts and one of Todd's oversized shirts, which gave her the appearance of being nude below the waist. Good morning, Amber said, casually releasing her claws from my now throbbing manhood. Good morning. I hope you slept all right on the couch. I know it's not the most comfortable, Todd said, 
I see you've met Jackson. Hopefully that went okay. I know he doesn't go much for surprise visitors. Amber giggled. No, actually, I think he was very happy to see me. That's a relief. Sorry, buddy, he said, now addressing me. After acting class last night, we all went out for drinks. It got late and no one wanted to drive, so we shared an Uber back here. You were zonked out by the time we got home. Uh, this is Vicky, by the way. Oh, no, I don't mind, I said. I don't mind? What was I saying? Of course I minded a stampede of little hussies dragging their filthy bar shoes all over my carpet. I looked up to find Todd's eyes fixated on my crotch with his mouth agape. His attention shifted between Amber and myself, and I could see his mind was full of questions. His brow furrowed, and he silently mouthed something incomprehensible to me. Lubba dub? Buffle hup? Oh, cover up. I shrugged at him, seeing nothing in the immediate vicinity that could possibly conceal this elephant in the room, so to speak. He evidently gave up as he turned to and began rummaging through the refrigerator. Looks like you two lovebirds had a wake-and-bake this morning, huh? Amber asked. You know, I could have used a hit of that. Would have made class more interesting today. Todd pulled a carton of milk from the fridge and pressed his nose almost inside the container as he took a strong whiff. Help yourself. I've got a fresh blunt rolled up and ready to go, he said. You hungry? Want some cereal or something? No, thank you. I really ought to start getting ready for class. Oh, I started. Class! What time is it? I stood up in a rush from my chair and went to wash up my dishes in the sink. Squeezing my way through the crowded kitchen, my hard cock slapped against Vicky's thigh. She shrieked in surprise. Todd hid his face in his hands, sighing. Dude, would you put that thing away? My face blushed horribly. Put it away? Put it where? I apologized profusely as I rapidly rinsed my teacup and saucer and slammed them into the dishwasher. Amber covered her mouth to conceal her laughter, and everyone watched as I retreated to my bedroom. Laying my clothes on the bed, I could hear uproarious laughter and commotion from the kitchen. No doubt they were mocking me in there. Always the clown, the buffoon, I was quite used to being the object of humiliation. My social anxiety and strict adherence to routine and order made me something of a spectacle, I guess. The anteater stuffed in my pants was just the cherry on top. Feeling like a deflated sock puppet, I slunk to the bathroom and set my clothes neatly folded on the vanity. I saw my reflection in the mirror as I disrobed and was relieved to find that the beast down there had finally settled down again. That girl had really awoken something in me. She handled my manhood with such naive curiosity, bewilderment, flailing it around like it wasn't attached to a person, to me. The hot water soaked my head, and I began scrubbing shampoo into my hair. I was lost in thought. Realizing that in my masturbation sessions, 
I had always imagined myself somehow removed from the sexual equation. Just a toy for my partner to use. That's how Amber had made me feel, and frankly, it turned me on. Though there was something about her energy that attracted me to her, and left me wanting so much more. I had never wanted a girlfriend, or emotional intimacy from anyone before. The uneasy yet warm feelings in my gut were unfamiliar, leading me to wonder if this wasn't the same feeling people referred to as the sensation of love. Was I developing my first crush? The door to the bathroom creaked open slowly. I heard the soft patter of bare feet on the bathroom tile before the shower curtain was drawn back. Amber poked her head inside, grinning mischievously. Hi, do you mind if I freshen up a bit? I would have waited for you, but, you know, we're pretty short on time here. I dropped the bar of soap. Um... Admittedly, I've never had much skill in deciphering social norms, but this intrusion into my private bath struck me as particularly impermissible. As she slipped into the shower, I wondered if this laissez-faire attitude toward nudity was an anomaly of Amber, or if it wasn't something I should come to expect from college life. Amber lost her footing as she stepped inside and caught my arm to balance herself. Ope! Thanks, she said. Her naked body was on full display. Mere inches away, her breasts now slick from the wetness of the shower. Beautiful, supple, white globes mesmerized me. I panicked, averting my eyes, and knelt to pick up the soap, careful not to brush against her body. It wasn't mine to touch, but I desperately needed to touch her. She took a handful of body wash and began massaging it into her skin. Her hands moved slowly and seductively over her body. I could feel her gaze on me as I stood stiff and motionless, following the movement of her hands as they ventured down below, circling her trimmed pubic region. She poked my stomach playfully. You know, for two bachelors, you have an awful lot of women's products in your bathroom, she said. Yes, I said, snapping from a trance. They keep accumulating, spoils from all of Todd's conquests. And what about you, she whispered, placing a hand on my chest. Do you have any conquests? Me? No. To be quite honest, when you touched me earlier, that was the first time anyone has ever, uh, touched me there. She sighed, a bit embarrassed. Oh gosh, I shouldn't have done that. If I had known you were inexperienced in that way, I wouldn't have. No, no, it's okay. I liked it. I like you. I would have been happy to do it sooner, but no woman has ever expressed an interest in me sexually. Honestly, it doesn't take them long to put me in the friend zone. Once they see that I'm sort of quirky and, um, different. You're not different, she interrupted. You're you. 
She pawed at my bare chest, and then dragged her hands down my soapy abdomen. I'm flirting with you, by the way, in case you didn't notice. Her fingers delicately traced the outline of my cock. Is this okay? She whispered. Mm-hmm, I moaned. We both watched as my penis became engorged, rising gradually. She grasped the base of my cock from the underside, allowing the shaft to rest against her forearm, almost completely obscuring it. Then, using both of her small hands in a firm grasp, she began stroking me, working in long, twisting motions, like she was churning butter. The warm water lubricated her touch, sending shockwaves of pleasure throughout my body. I can't believe no one has claimed this thing before. I feel like I just found a genuine Louis Vuitton bag on the clearance rack at Nordstrom, she said, giggling. The sensations were overcoming and debilitating me. I placed a hand on the shower wall to prevent myself melting into a pile of jelly. No, she said. Put your hands here. Touch me. She took my meaty paws in her hands and placed them on her breasts. You can touch me here? Her hand continued guiding mine down her stomach, toward her vagina. Or here? You feel how wet I am? You did that. My fingers drifted through her velvety lips as she moaned sensually. Using the palm of my hand, I massaged her whole mound, spreading her juices and feeling them coat my hand. She gasped and rested her head against my chest. Feeling emboldened by her moans, I let my fingers enter her. Inside, she felt warm and slippery. The soft cushions of her labia hardly expanding enough to accommodate the girth of my middle and index fingers. I tried to match the rhythm of her gyrating hips, but I was failing to maintain focus as she pulled and churned the head of my penis. Oh God, shit, I'm gonna... My climax was inevitable. She continued stroking my shaft and pressed the head of my cock against her stomach. I convulsed involuntarily, thrusting into her hands, and began spurting buckets of cum, spraying across her breasts and tummy. Panting wildly and feeling spent, I began removing my fingers from inside of her. Don't even think about it, she teased. She placed her hands over mine and instructed me to keep my palm pressed firmly against her clitoris, while using the other hand to stroke her inner walls. Oh, fuck, she moaned. Go harder. Yes, please. Thrust into me like you could lift me off the ground, she moaned as she fucked herself against me. Her breathy sighs of pleasure were interspersed with high-pitched whimpers. As her hand clutched my wrist in a death grip, slamming my hand in and out of her rapidly. She pulled my head close to hers and kissed me distractedly, moaning into my mouth as her whole body began quivering. Yes, Jackson, you're doing it. Don't slow down, she squealed loudly. Fuck, oh, fuck, I'm coming. 
She relaxed her grip on my wrist and sighed contentedly. Then, just like nothing had happened, she took my place beneath the showerhead and resumed bathing herself. She hummed as she rinsed her crevice and washed the cum from her body. You're awfully quiet. Everything okay? she asked. Oh, yeah, of course. I'm just not sure what people talk about after doing that. She smiled as she squeegeed the soap suds from her shoulder-length hair. Well, you can just say whatever you're feeling right now. You're beautiful, I blurted out. <laughs> Thanks. You're not so bad-looking yourself, she winked. Really? No one has ever told me that before, except my mother. Amber stepped out of the tub and began drying off her body with a towel. Sometimes girls can be shy too. Maybe you haven't put yourself out there enough for any girl to have had the opportunity to tell you how handsome you are. She shimmied into her panties and then quickly got dressed. Okay, mister, I'm gonna go. I'll see you around campus. Wait, that's it? That's what? I thought we were... I mean, I wanted to... Uh, never mind. She blew me a kiss and shut the door. To be continued. Thanks for listening, everyone. If this show got you hard, then you owe me a five-star rating. Come hit me up on X or Reddit. You'll find my info in the show notes below. And please do let me know what you thought about this episode and if you'd like to hear part two. Go ahead and hit the subscribe button and don't forget to tune in next time.